God had to know that we would lose that first love. He had to know that I would wake up one day and I don't feel the same way about you that I used to. God had to know that. Some of you who think you got married too young, you was 19, 20, 21. You didn't know that historically people were getting married at 13, 14, 15, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You read that and we hear them people in marriage. Dude, these was little kids. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just bunk all that crap about I got married too young. Well, I need to find myself. I said this before. I said it again. You need to find yourself. Go get you a map in the mirror. Look at yourself and say, I'm here. <laughs> <sighs> Stop, Pastor Will. Boy, you're just making yourself laugh today, ain't you? Yes, I am. Uh, uh, God, that ain't in the scripture, go find yourself. The Bible says if any man will come after you, let him deny himself. God didn't say find yourself. He says deny yourself. Uh, uh, we, we don't seek to satisfy ourselves. We seek to serve others. You don't make me happy. That was never the, the, the promise with scripture. The promise was God would give you joy. He didn't say, I would give you a man that would make you happy for the rest of your life, but I will. I would never leave you nor forsake you. And so all you got to do is call upon me, leap for me, and you will get joy. But see, y'all chasing that dragon, y'all chasing that initial high, and this ninja ain't doing it for you anymore. This girl ain't doing it for you anymore. Uh, uh, oh, oh no, I, I know I'm preaching to some of y'all, you know, you used to slap it up and rub it down and do all of this. And, and she used to be my girl and, and, uh, all of that. And now you'd be like, oh, oh God, no. I, and, and y'all, some of y'all just deuces. Some of y'all find younger models, you trade them in, you move on. Um, but that could not have been God's plan. Somebody say, why pastor? The reason why it wasn't God's plan, because the the um, the Pharisees tried to tempt Jesus with that. They said, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for any reason? And Jesus said, you know what God says. Uh, let every man have his own wife whom God has put together. Let no man put asunder. They said, they got him. I got Jesus now. I got him now. And he said, so why did, why did the prophet Moses allow for divorcement? Jesus said, you want to know why? Moses gave y'all loud divorces because you ninjas were hard-headed. Well, that's the the that's the the uh, ghetto version of the Bible. <laughs> the actual KJ's verse is because of the hardness of your hearts. My version says you ninjas are just hard-headed. You didn't want to do what God said. You want to put up with him anymore? You want to put up with her anymore? God never intended for us to divorce. God never intended for us. He, he ain't going to make us stay married to nobody because he ain't going to even make us stay married to him. Now, he's going to stay married to us because the Bible says he's married to the backslider but he ain't going to make you stay married to him. God ain't going to be dragging you up on the job talking about where Nene at, where Will at, where, where I preach, Pastor Will. God don't be running you down talking about where you at. He said, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and I have you laid, I will give you rest. I'm, I'm taking up too much time, but I need y'all to get this. Uh, uh, let, let me finish this. Let me finish this. Um, so, if God knew that we would lose our first love or leave our first love, what was his plan? Well, if you keep reading in Revelations, he said, repent and return. Repent and return. Repent 
means, um, no, he said, I, I got that wrong. He says, remember and return, or maybe it's the word repent. You know what? Y'all gonna make me look this up because I got to get this right. Revelations 2 and 5. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm getting older. I used to just, just quote all of this stuff, but now I have to go and look it up. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen and repent. So remember what God is saying. I need you to remember how you used to be, how you used to feel. I know you don't feel it that way anymore, but I gave you a memory for a reason. I gave you a memory for a reason. I use this phrase to remember roses in December. You see that the roses came up in the spring. They've now withered away and it's now winter time. But if you have a memory, you can remember what the roses look like, what they smelt like in December. Memory is to remember roses. I need you to remember how she used to be my girl. I need you to remember, hallelujah, how you couldn't wait to hold her hand, how it made you feel the first time you kissed, the joy that you experienced the first time you all were intimate with sex. He said, first of all, I need you to remember that and look how far you've fallen. Then he uses this word repent. Repent literally means to return back to what you used to do. Now, before you did it because of how you felt, now I want you to do it because of what you're committed to. If you held her hands because you felt it, now I need you to hold her hands because it's what is necessary. If you kissed her because you couldn't, because you had that same joy that the song of Solomon had, them lips was touching. Uh, now I want you to do it because kissing is powerful. I want you to do, see, now I want you to move from falling in love to climbing in love. I want you to move from uh, uh, a love that just happens to a love that you work at, a love that you're committed to. And and that's what we have to do. So let, let me get into this, and I'm about out of time, but uh, and I'm, I'm going to have to do another part of this next week because I'm, I'm, I'm really waiting. I'm, I'm way, I, I don't want to go too long here because I really want you all to get this. I, I really want you all to understand the significance of what God is saying. I got about 10 more minutes. So God wants that first love, that true love. And guess what? So does your husband. So does your wife. Now, here's the deal. When we lose it, we don't, when we leave it, we don't leave each other. We go back and find it. God says, repent and, uh, uh, he says, remember and repent. Now, when you don't do that, <clears throat> then something else happens. You begin to live as a married widow. That sounds like an oxymoron. Uh, I, I entitled this chapter, The Married Widow. What does that mean? Well, let me show you in scripture. In 2 Samuel 20 and 3, the Bible says, and David came to his house at Jerusalem and the king and the king and, and the king took the 10 women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house. And he put them in ward and fed them but went not in unto them. In other words, he did not go in there and hit it. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have said that as a pastor. He did not uh, slap it. Okay, maybe I shouldn't be saying these things. He did not toss this. Okay, stop, Pastor Will. He, 
I just say what the Bible said. He did not go in unto them. <laughs> They're gonna put me out the church of God in Christ. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna tell it like God gave it to me. Sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. But it's in the Bible. So they were shut up until the day of their death, living in widowhood. <clears throat> They were married, but they lived as if their husband was dead. Boy, that'll preach right there. <clears throat> Let me see if I got some water because I'm getting a little thirsty here. I got to read that again because that, that one right there, y'all got to get that. David takes these 10 concubines, i.e. wives. The Bible says... He took care of them, put them in a ward. He fed them. He did all the husbandly duties. Time to make the donuts. Got to go to work, pay the bills, cut the grass. Keep the cars gassed up. But he went not unto them. He was not intimate with them. He did not have sex with them. He showed them no compassion, no passion, no love, no intimacy. The Bible says, so they were shut up until the day of their death, living in widowhood. They were as if they were widows, but their husband was still alive. See, there's a lot of people living like they're widows or widower, but their mate is still alive. Ah, why? because they're no longer coming into them. When me and Dr. Grace used to do our marriage classes and we would talk to people who were living in separate bedrooms and we would talk to people, they were, they were putting on the facade of being married, but they would leave the church and go to separate places and separate this and separate that. They were living in widowhood. I'm living like my spouse is dead, but the ninja just walked out the bathroom and, and didn't even shut the door while he was in there. <laughs> shut the door! Get you some spray and spray! Stop, Pastor Will. I was about to get me some spray and start spraying. Uh, okay, I digress again. You, you get to a point where you're married, but you feel like a widow. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm. making the donuts, doing the dishes, going through the motions, but there's no emotions. Going through the motions, but there's no emotions. I see that one more again. Going through the motions, but there's no emotions. I'm married, but I feel like I'm dead. I feel like I'm dying. Let me read that. Uh, uh, same passage in the New Living Translation. When David came to his palace in Jerusalem, he took the 10 concubines he had left to look after the palace and placed them in seclusion. Their needs were provided for, but he no longer slept with them. See, y'all trying to make it seem like I'm just being vulgar. No, the ninja wasn't, wasn't hitting it no more. No more intimacy. So each of them lived like a widow, lived like a widow until she died. 
until she died. Until she died. I, I want you to study this because I, I, I need you to understand that it is our responsibility. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. It is our responsibility. I'm going to have to do a part two on this. Do y'all mind if I do a part two of this? Because I want to get into this intimacy versus interrogation and, and what happens when we start losing. So I'm going to do a loss of intimacy part two. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do a loss of intimacy part two on this because this thing is going to blow some minds and uh, uh, intimacy or just sex. Uh, I want to really dig into this because this is some good stuff here. Uh, God wanted something to happen with intimacy, but we have degraded it and uh, we've lost it and we're still living in widowhood. And so this is what happens with our marriages. And so the wife leaves, the husband leaves, the wife steps out, the husband steps out. Uh, these things happen because because we're searching for that initial high. We're searching for that dragon. We're searching for that loving feeling that we, I, you know, they say it lost, but actually, no, you just walked away from it because it's now matured. It's now different. It's now much more about what you're committed to doing versus what you feel like doing. See, falling in love is about what you feel. That first time you kiss, that first time you hold hands, that first time you have sex, that's what you feel. Ah, preach right there. But then you got to get to a point where, baby, I love you with a level of commitment. I'm committed to being here. I'm committed to doing my job. I'm committed to repenting. I'm committed to remembering and going through what I used to do as a reaction. And now I'm going to do it as a response. I'm going back to, see, when we first got together, it was just how I reacted to you, your juices and that those pheromones and hormones and all of that stuff was, was turning up a brother. But now I'm sitting here frustrated and aggravated. We're fighting all the time and arguing all the time. But God told me to remember and repent. Can't go back to your first works, he said. Uh, we're going to dig into this more next week. I'm out of time, but this is what I want you to do for me. Um, I want you to sow. Uh, I spent a little time sharing with you the word of God. and know some of y'all may think I'm a little bit crazy, but that's all right. It is still God's truth. And this book is God's word. This is not a book uh, uh, on explicit sex. This is a book on, on the sex that God talks about. The devil made it explicit, but God made it beautiful. And I want you to get back into it. I'm talking to married couples now. Uh, you dating and engaged. This is after marriage. This is after marriage. We need to you to learn that. Uh, uh, so we can do this thing right. But I want to receive an offering. I want you to sow a seed, whatever the Lord places on your heart. Uh, all um, th This is important to me uh, because we support ministry. These books that we sell, you know where the proceeds of these books go to? To the ministry. That's why they're on the church website. Go to victoriouspraise.org and click on store. Uh, every dime goes into the ministry. I didn't write these books to make money. I write these books to share God's truth. I wrote these books on marriage, uh, no more drama relationships, the relationship battle plan, the relationship battle plan, uh, um, soulmate, soul ties, soul survivors, uh, first love, true love, best love, and marriage, sex in the bedroom. Five books that deals with five divine connections that God has for our lives. So let me stop there. 
I want you to show, go to uh, victoriouspraise.org slash giving or text to give or, uh, or use our mobile app. That's the best way. Go to the mobile app store, uh, app store or Google play and search on victorious praise. Download that app and it, it it gives you it gives you links to my podcast. It gives you links to our Sunday services, our midweek Bible studies. It gives you links to our sermon notes. It gives you links to this teaching. Uh, it will bless you. And you can also give there as well. I'm going to challenge you to sow a $21 seed if you've been blessed by this word. Uh, again, you can go to victoriouspraise.org slash giving, or you can download our mobile app by going to any of the app stores and searching on uh, Victorious Praise and downloading our VPF mobile app. I'm going to pray over you today. I'm going to pray over your home, pray over your marriage, pray over those of you that are getting ready to be married, but you're committed to marriage. I want you to commit to everything that God has given us about your marriage and learn how to overcome these pitfalls and these dangers where the enemy creeps in. Hallelujah. To people unaware. And if you're not careful, the Bible says a wise woman builds her house, but a foolish woman tears it down. Do not let the enemy cause you to tear down your home, tear down your marriage. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the words that have been shared here today. I thank you, Lord, for those that will sow because you bless them and so they will sow into ministry. Lord, I ask you to prosper them, to prosper their homes, to bless their homes and marriages. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen.